So you're thinking about starting a new website. Maybe you have a new small business idea and want to sell something online. Maybe you want to show off your photography. Maybe you want to start that new podcast. GoDaddy is offering one new or transfer.com for just $1.99 for the first year. Each new.com comes with a free instant page website and built-in photo album. So what are you waiting for? Get your website started today. Go to GoDaddy.com. Enter code CREN at checkout or click the GoDaddy banner on our website, JimCren.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Jim Cren No Restrictions Podcast. We are worldwide, we are nationwide on the Sideshow Network. The boys are in studio, they're at Talent Networking. Terry Jones, John Evans, Mike Wysocki. Ladies and gentlemen, Jim Cren. It's Jim Cren, No Restrictions on the Sideshow Network. Brought to you by Star Chevrolet, Star Nissan in Greensburg, and of course, the Sideshow Network. We're recording live at the Talent Network Studios in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Dave Settlemeyer, producer, Frank Mergia, producer, Josh Folio, producer. And we have uh, Corey Gale, who is our head sound engineer, Wayne Wow, our assistant sound engineer, formerly Wayne the intern. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you passed. <laughs> yep, but you did good. You bought Mike's weed, everything worked out. I <laughs> uh, just want to mention, uh, quickly, October 19th. October 19th, write it down in your calendar, all right? Because Terry, John, Mike, myself, live at the Improv. We will be doing Jim Cren, No Restrictions, at the Improv, October 19th. It's going to be like a late afternoon. We'll have details at jimcren.com. Go to jimcren.com for the details for October 19th. I'd love to see you there. I'll have you a special guest, a surprise guest, maybe two, but I know one for sure. Hopefully, too. <laughs> we'll see you there in October. This show, we're going to be talking about baseball. All right? We're going to do a special show today in honor of the playoffs and the end of the regular season. As of this recording, the Pirates are tied with the Reds. I hope we're, when this recording <laughs> airs, when you listen to this, it, we're in the playoffs. But, you know, no guarantees. But I'm just excited that we're at least in the hunt. And we'll talk about that throughout the entire show with Terry Jones, John Evans, and Mike Wysocki. It was the end of a great season. If you don't like baseball, fear not. We have some offbeat crazy stories for you on this show. A baseball theme, yes, but when you look past the baseball part and some of these stories, you'll, you'll see what I mean. Uh, one of those stories is going to come from a special guest on the show today, a little later, a little later on. One of my best friends, actually, um, more like a brother. Uh, he's uh, kind enough to uh, stop in, and he's going to share one of... Uh, one of those very colorful exploits, uh, my friend Harry Hayden. We'll be up a little bit later. Harry has some some great stories, man. And uh, this one, you you do not want to miss this this Harry Hayden story uh, for this baseball. <laughs> <show. laughs> uh, now we're going to touch on. Uh, we're also uh, some of the teams in the in the hunt. You know, the shows, li- you know, from Pittsburgh, obviously. But you know, we're becoming more and more aware. We're national, na- our national audience, huh, guys. I mean, we, we welcome all. I know I say this every week, but. It means the world to us. Thank you for downloading us uh, from coast to coast, and especially in my backyard here in my hometown, Pittsburgh. Uh, speaking of our podcast, had a chance last week to fly out to Los Angeles, visit the very studio that this program is part of, and want to thank everyone 
everyone at the Side Show Network for all the hospitality. Got a tour of the studios. Man, it's impressive. Very impressive place. I mean, Sideshow in, you know, LEG is just the elite uh, organization in comedy. It's the best. The best of the best. And so it's an honor to be part of them. The hospitality is great. It's just so uh, laid back. It's got a cool vibe. The You know, the whole thing about the studio, you look around, he's all my favorite comedians, pictures on the wall. He's, you know, you see Jeff Dunham, George Lopez, and all these guys I like and uh, that are part of uh, – LEG and, and Sideshow and, and the, all the great shows on our roster, which I was uh, also was honored to be on my friend Rick Overton's show. So I got to be a guest on his show. One of the most intelligent people I've ever met, Rick. Man. You got, you'll, well, he's extremely funny and talented. As, you know, I don't have to say that. You know that. The show I did with Rick will be coming up next month. I'll announce the date uh, next show. I'll have the exact date for Rick Overton's next show. Uh, also got to do Christine Blackburn's very popular podcast, Storyworthy. I'll not see air day for that also next week. And uh, I got to hang out with uh, close friends like, you know, like Harry, like I described Harry. Uh, guys that are more, you know, like kind of like brothers. And uh, Mark, Eddie, Frank, and Nicotero now live in L.A. And uh, Lee Trebozik and Josh, our producer, was out. We, we, Josh and I were out there and, with, and Lee also. And uh, I tell you, they were, they were all there to support me. I had the honor of performing at the esteemed Hermosa Beach Comedy Magic Club, guys. And it is... It is esteemed. I mean, because it, it, they they don't uh, let just anyone on that stage. It was a, I keep saying the word honor, but truly was, man. I mean, thank God things went well because it is the most prestigious comedy club in in the country. Every comedian knows that. So uh, you know, so it was just just a great trip, and we we want to kick the show off here, get rolling here on a baseball talk here. The Pirates tied uh, for the wild card playoff berth. With the Reds, as I stated earlier, as of this recording right now, and a wild card Tuesday, October first. So you'll know, you'll know what's going on. You'll you'll really get to see how good we are when by the time this airs, as far as like what we know about baseball. Well, Mike actually knows his baseball. Mike Wysocki, our twisted sports, uh, you know, our sports guy. Mikey really does know his sports, believe it or not. I think they know by now, Mike. I know you do his comedy, yeah. but you do know your sports, man. especially John. But Johnny John knows the sports knows too, which is too, yeah, yeah, which baseball. is funny. You don't expect it, but I don't. You know what I mean, Johnny? I, I don't expect you're an eccentric, very intelligent guy. <laughs> I expect you to do like Thoreau, Thoreau, or you know, quotes or shit. But you know, you do your, you know, your ball. No, man. no, I do know. I'm a, I'm a, an old Pirates fan from the the We Are Family days, but. Uh, but uh, yeah, as far as I know, the magic number is just two to get a playoff berth. So they need to win two games really out of the good. next what, eight or six? Six. Now, now we're going to be talking about other teams around the league, or how the other teams, but or lose yeah, two. lose yeah. two. Talking yeah. about our Buckers right now, Jeff Locke. What Mikey and, and Johnny and, and Tara, you and I, we we're more NFL guys. Yeah. yeah. Of course, we love our Pirates because yeah. we're Pittsburgh guys. And we'll follow him, but I'm part, I'm talking about nuts and bolts, really knowing the game. Mikey and Johnny, I got to defer to as the ex, right, Terry? Oh, yeah. And, and yeah, uh, what I the fuck is going on with that. Jeff Locke? <laughs> I mean, Locke is the all-star uh, the first half of the year. Second half of the year, what's his year, like six-something now? And he's killing us right now. He's not even in the, the top rotation, I don't think, anymore. Because they announced if we make the playoffs, he wasn't in that rotation. It was like four guys. They'll you only know, take I, four to the playoffs. But he and, was not in that starting rotation, no, Mikey. No, he, no, which is amazing. He was in, you know, he made the All Star team. He'll be relegated to if he makes the twenty five man playoff roster. He'll be like the you know if the first starter gets 
bomb, then how, the first inning how, will bring him in just to throw in. How strange is that to make the all-star team and then not make the roster in a playoff? That's weird, yeah, huh? That's really Isn't that odd? Yeah, he looks like a like a 16-year-old kid that like, <laughs> took a skateboard out to the mound and parked it there. I don't know. He had a good first season, but... You know, if hitters figure you out after a while, There's if you don't adapt, if you don't dude. adjust. Yeah, I, I don't know. Is I mean, it you think the hitters figured him out? After a while, yeah. Something happened? Because he was, he was kind of a new guy. You know, they hadn't really seen him. Is He's, it fatigue, you think? The length of a season, maybe, or something, or no? I think him just watching him pitch, he, he's one of those guys that's one of those, like, nibblers that always kind of throws right around the outside of the plate, and it's kind of fooling people for a while, but now, you know, they expect it, and he hasn't changed, and they're just, like, teeing off on him. What do you think, what do you guys think about uh, uh, the acquisition we got, obviously, uh, with, um, uh, from Minnesota? Uh, Liriano or Morneau? Morneau. Uh, Is that what you're Minnesota, right? Yeah, yeah. But he hasn't ha- has he had also. any power. But you know what he gives you is like an actual solid major league at bat, which they need in the middle of that lineup because they weren't getting that. Because if we that. make the playoffs, it's really about getting there. But still, they're thinking if we make the playoffs, you need that guy. Who can that bat? You yeah, do. above you average the defensively. The uh, mm-hmm. They were getting really not a lot out of first base, so they I, I felt like that was Nothing. a good move. Yeah. So. Uh, and an MVP. He's got playoff. Exp- he's been in the playoffs before, which not a whole lot of Pirates have. So that's gotta. <laughs> that's gotta in, help. In, in, <laughs> that's a, Terry just threw the threw a picture <laughs> I, against I the wall out of yeah, anger. So he's looking at yeah. the scores, and we lost last I night. And he's upset over that I'm damn upset, Reds man. beat the Bacos. I know. I feel it. And the Steelers lost at the same feel time. For you so. The one that Give really me the Jim Beam now, Terry. I'm, I'm going away from there. Wow. I'll get it back. Get it what, back. The Pirates should be worried that uh, Melanson's not uh, starting to, is starting to get people out. I mean, Melanson, this, that's not something is... you take for your fucking stomach. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Acid reflux is killing me. I take Melanson. You got some Melanson. <laughs> no, but sorry, John. No, he's there, he's there, he's yeah. effectively their closer now because uh, yeah, he's got him an endorsement because Grilly was closer. hurt and <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I, I would be concerned that. Uh, there is, there has been a little bit of a drop off with. I mean, their pitching that was so good earlier in the year is now uh, starting to falter. And uh, that who do you blame for that? Is it the coaches not getting the team ready properly? Maybe wearing guys out? Is it, it because that happened bef- with the Buccos uh, uh, the year before? We didn't, you know, break this uh, losing streak. We were on our way. First half mm-hmm. of the year looked like we we're going to do. It. We pitchers totally collapsed. Is it the pitching coach? Is it the manager? Are they wearing uh, these guys out? A couple of collapses. It's the pitching. I mean, you blame been, it all on the players? The pitching has been so crazy good this year. I mean, just three years ago, they lost 105 games. They had guys named pitchers named McCutcheon and Gallagher and Lincoln. They <laughs> a lot of ERAs are like six, seven, eight. I know this a guy year, who could uh, hit watermelon with a sledgehammer. Nothing pitching is horrible. Isn't get play. Will Ledesma, Jay Taxner. They had all these guys that had like ERAs that are like 18. And <laughs> but the Pirates <laughs> this year. Actually, like going into this week, uh, Mark Melanson has the lowest ERA. It's just over two. They have a reliever named Brian Morris shows an ERA of like three six, which isn't bad. But every other pitcher on the staff falls somewhere in between there. The the worst ERA on the team is like three point six. Hmm. It's a crazy good staff. We got, we got Cole. Whole, he's, one he's to twelve. Man, right? It's Cole really good. He's helping us. I would almost say at this point in the season, Cole's probably pitching better than any than Liriano or Burnett. And uh, I mean, I think he's our key guy, right? He's going to make the. He'll definitely be in or that three man rotation for a playoff series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and let's not even today. talk he's about a playoff it. series yet because well, they did actually, John. Isn't that funny? They named the, they named the 
pro, you know projected uh, starters. I guess I know what you're saying. Yeah. You don't want to jinx it, huh? I mean, they just have to get. I would just like to see them. I mean, I want them to win the division, but if if they could just solidify uh, the spot of getting in that wild card talk, uh, that would be we, that would be good. You it know, would, it would be a relief. It would be a relief because rooting so hard for them. I think the entire nation believe it is because I know they're on Sports Illustrated because they were just we were always the lovable losers of Buckos. And now we're winning. Neil Walker and Andrew McCutcheon, they are just genuinely good people. I know I met them both, but uh, as far as baseball stars here, in, then they're perfect for, for Pittsburgh, perfect for the organization, great leaders. That's what I think is going to be the difference. you got leaders in the clubhouse like Walker and McCutcheon. McCutcheon may win the MVP of the National League. Good chance, huh? What do you think? I would- I would say it? probably odds on. Odds probably on? Should, yeah. Odds on, Mike? Great all-around season, hitting over 300, steals bases, power, drives and runs. Last guy like that. Field. We had. Last guy like that the Buckos had, who was the same size as McCutcheon at the time before he took his medicine. <laughs> Barry Bonds. Mr. Barry Bonds. Mr. Barry Bonds, who we're going to be talking about a little what, bit later I thought it was. I thought it was flaxseed oil. And yeah. uh, something else, medicine. <laughs> it was and cream. cream. It was just and some cream. Yeah, yeah so it was protein. That's yeah. what it was. The clear yeah. gets rid of your skin. Yeah, the and makes clear. Your you rub it grow. on it. Makes your head grow bigger. Mm-hmm. It was icy hot. <laughs> it was the side effect. Your head grows. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because if you put his rookie card next to like the last card he had, mm-hmm. you see the head difference. So. He was he was 175 pounds yeah. when he played for the Buccos. He was 180 pounds the first year he played for San Francisco. He retired. He had to be over two, what, 220, whatever. Oh, dude was like of muscle. Hulk. You know what? <laughs> you know, we might as well get into it now. What the hell we're going to talk about we, since we're talking about him. Do you know why he went on, what made him go on steroids, allegedly, I guess you have to say? The McGuire-Sammy you know Sosa yes. home run battle. He said, I want to get jealousy. me I want to get me some of that. Yeah. yeah. It was in a book that came out in 06. Uh, one of his girlfriends, ex-wives, whatever, and they said that, he got pissed because they gave velvet rope to the home run warm-ups or something for one of the games, and he's all pissed. And he goes, you know, fuck that. I'll talk to these guys. You know, and he, he just hated McGuire. So he goes, <laughs> just blows his head up to fucking cartoon size. Well, he was always a better hitter than McGuire, but you throw oh, the steroids Ron. on top of it, and then it mm-hmm. becomes this otherworldly. Uh, Johnny, he <laughs> was, he was beyond. Yeah. That's the funny yeah. thing, guys. He was beyond better hitter. It was like he was a fucking Hall of Famer who, who fucked mm-hmm. it up. If he doesn't do steroids, yeah, he doesn't break Hank Aaron's record, which he shouldn't have because of the steroids. Hank should have it. But it doesn't matter. He still yeah. Isn't it was like something? P- Hall of Fame wasn't enough for him, though, John. It was like Predator walking up to play with a Louisville <laughs> slugger. Yeah. The dreads <laughs> hanging out under his hat. And a fucking laser. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A- Dialing yeah. every pitch in. Yeah, yeah. like the smooth, <laughs> swing, the smooth swinging baseball machine. It's, it's filled in his jeans. He's just a very good player, great hitter. A little and nuts, then though. You're just, not drink, don't they, with the And then you're adding all those steroids and power. He was just a feared he monster. Must, he must look weird naked. Man, big head and little raisin nuts, mm-hmm. huge body, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> big body. That was like a little scary, man. <laughs> me and Damn. me and John had a conversation <laughs> about uh, Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah, we were talking about who, who just, didn't take steroids. Well, right. Yeah, he didn't, and we were just talking about the longevity of Ken Griffey, like how great of a player he was, and if he did take roids. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, I, I don't. Th- yeah, he, it's funny with the whole roid thing. I think out of our Buckos. He, and you know Bar- Barry was not the craziest pirate of, in our history of our of our team. We had some interesting guys. You know, he definitely hit his moods. Barry Bonds, you know, he definitely was 
craziness and surliness, you know, which we're going to get into. Harry has a funny story coming up. But he wasn't the craziest. And I, and I, I actually pondered before the show to share with you my thoughts on the, the two, my two favorite craziest pirates. And I actually met these guys and interviewed them. I used to cover spring training all the time, and you know, but these are my two crazy favorites, and you guys can share. And think, think for a second while I'm telling my story. Wait, Doc Ellis better favorite. be on this oh, list. No, that could be yours. So okay, go, John, that's <laughs> what I mean. Yeah, we'll go, you hold on there, Johnny. You could, uh, yeah, I know. I was thinking, yeah, that's an obvious one, and I like that. Yeah, and I agree with you. And think of that. But here are my two. Tell me if you agree or disagree. And you may just jump up, and applaud this. <laughs> Jose Lean. One of the top ten, at least, crazy pirates. Chico. Chico. And I don't know you guys remember this. 1997, Jose Lean uh, stopped while leaving the scene of an accident that he, he made. Uh, the police find him after a chase. He's naked from the waist down with a bag of cocaine in the passenger seat. <laughs> huh? In Tampa. That's a party. What's that? I know. It's a party. You know? What's that all about? Hello, trooper. What seems to be, what seems to be the problem? Uh, it's on cruise control. What's if I put the safe? The belt is on my bag here. The cocaine was safe. Nothing wrong. Even the mother, even the, even mad, the mothers are going to start like, what the fuck? Yes. <laughs> That's up there. Now, my and my my all-time craziest bucko of all time in the Hall of Fame has to be Al Martin. Oh, I have a story about Al, my Al favorite Martin. Martin. And I'll tell you, I really liked him, too. When I when, when first ever did spring training, he was a rookie. Uh, or, or, no, he's actually a triple A. I mean, and he was a really nice guy. Then when he became a major leaguer, this was one of the nicest all-time Pittsburgh Pirates, this guy. He would go out to the turnstiles and greet fans. I'm not kidding. That's how nice this dude was. Mm-hmm. But also one of the all-time craziest, which I love about that. Yeah, this is my favorite. In 2001, Al Martin claimed – now, he wasn't a Pirate at this point. He, he, some of, I can't remember what team he was playing for. But Al, Al claimed a collision he had when he ran into a teammate. I guess there was a collision of some sort in the outfield or wherever he was playing. And they said, what was it like? And he's, he compared it to when he played safety at USC and tackled Michigan running back Leroy, Hor- Leroy, Leroy Hort. He said, yeah, it was like when I, ta- when I tackled Leroy Hort head on in 1986 and against Michigan when I was safety at USC. He says this in an interview. And the only problem is USC didn't play Michigan in 86. Wow. And the other one was he never played for USC. <laughs> what an odd thing to make up a, Isn't that awesome? a Leroy Horde story. Yes, uh-huh. specific. Exactly. That's what makes him my all-time crazy because he picked a specific story. But not only that, he's not just telling it in front of friends. You know, you get nervous maybe yeah. in front of – even the friends, you might just go into the story and just say, ah, whatever. We – you don't do it in front of the media. That's no. fucking awesome. And the other <laughs> awesome thing about him was a couple years later, as this story came up, he had two families. Yeah. Al, big love. He was big love. <laughs> and the, the best part of this thing was the homes were like four to six blocks away from each other. How about that? And you know, yeah. it was like communities wow. in Florida. Yeah. yeah. He had like the community here, okay, gated community. Four blocks over is the other. That must have been <laughs> fucking awesome. With kids and a wife and home, you'd be like, Hey, honey, I'll be right back. I'm going to go down to 7 Eleven and get a drink or something. How do you go that off? Next I don't they go know. to the same school and everything. Yeah, they're that, like mingling with each other. Like, yeah, I got to pick, pick them all up. Is that not impressive, though, to be able to you know, run down four blocks over, hang out with that family, go back? Go back. What did it, I, I don't know how he pulled that off, but it, it went a while. He got in trouble for that, didn't he? What's that? He got in trouble for that. 
it ended up I, I looked as I was you know looking at this story for our show yeah. there was one point he got in trouble one of the wives he got in a fight with and that's how this all came about because he got in a screaming match and she called the police on him because he actually said and I quote I'm gonna go OJ on your ass if you don't whatever shot whatever he said yeah. that was enough for her to call the police so yeah I guess they uh, they found out at that point when it hit the media and then the other OJ wife was going that mean he was gonna... the other wife was probably watching TV <laughs> and they're like El Martin gets mad at the, or domestic problem with his wife and his other wife four blocks away going Mom we're getting along real well what's he <laughs> they saw the picture going wait Al so that's that. Now, you can, that's hard to beat, right? That's a pretty. That's this is a little off topic, but there was a guy yeah. named uh, Sal Camposano who played for the Blue Jays. Was he ever a pirate? I don't think so. But he uh, had to get put on the disabled list because he got all these cuts and uh, injuries because he had a dream that spiders were uh, attacking him. <laughs> what? And he woke up and like crashed through a plate glass window or something. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. That's- that awesome. is fucking awesome. Great disabled oh, list. That uh, is tremendous. <laughs> yeah. Now you, I know we told the Doc Ellis story before on our show, so we talked about that, Johnny. But I, I, I agree with you as Doc Ellis being one of the cra- great. I mean, come on. You I would say probably the crazy. Well, uh, yeah, he's up there, right? I mean, yeah. Well, the Al LSD. Martin thing. Pitched the game on is, LSD. That's one beamed, uh, five reds in a row or four reds in a row before they had to pull him from the game. The I'm, first four uh, hitters of the game. And, yeah, drills them. Yeah. He drills every this, one of them. We had mentioned, we had touched on these in our 30 my, episodes or my so. My aunt used to braid his hair. Oh, really? This is so Garfield. classic. You. I love that. I have all any kinds famous, of you, every, you have a weird. connection to every. No, everybody. It it's going to be, be like the It's nine, awesome. What is it? The Whatever degrees of. Of uh, Terry Jones. Yeah. Degrees and of family. separation. And, you know, uh, Al Martin, when I was a kid, I met him. It was in Homewood. Uh, I was over at my aunt's, and she took us because Al Martin came down to talk to the kids in Homewood. Yeah, yeah he us, was a really nice guy. Yeah, he he was pretty cool. Like he was telling all the kids, "You can be something." But <laughs> you I was can make little, it up, kids. Yeah. If you can't make it, make it up. <laughs> make it. So I was a little fat kid, right? And I didn't play baseball. Yeah. But I was just a little fat kid who had hopes and dreams of one day just doing what. All little black kids hope to do is Tell be a famous you know athlete. Skinny, you know? you get <laughs> so um, they gave us bats yeah. and they gave us a ball that they can autograph. Yeah. So the ball came autographed by the uh, coach and uh, there was another guy who came down and then there was Al Martin and they signed the balls and wow. gave them out to the kids. So he was signing baseball. Signed bats. Willie Mays. No, <laughs> <laughs> I, I should probably look at the yeah, baseball. Good, so I uh, take my bat up to him. And I go, uh, hey, Mr. Martin, can you sign my bat? And he goes, he looks at me real crazy and goes, no, kid, I can't sign your bat. I got to go. And walks away. That, like, fucked me up my whole life. Every time, like, someone talks about Al Martin, I was like, fuck that, dude. See that? <laughs> like, All nine years old. like things where he's shaking hands and he gets down to that. Oh, yeah, he's man. Like, fuck that. My third wife just called. Oh, he, it was so crazy. He was, like, showing these other kids that had, like, their baseball gear there. He was showing them how to catch and stuff, and I came up with my bat, and I guess he's like, this little fat kid is oh, like, this yeah. little shit. Get away from me. It I don't so see weird. how you could deny a kid. Like, I could see being an athlete, <laughs> and you have some dorky fat dude that still lives with his mom, and, you know, he's wearing his shorts <laughs> yes. and the you, sandals yeah, with socks, and he wants you to away. sign yeah. oh, seven no. different things. Right. You know he's going to put it on eBay. Yeah, you know, yeah. All right. Terry, you, you, you turn right. into, like, a, a better athlete than him. You could probably kick his ass now. Yeah. Hey, kid, that's, yeah the, that's the funny thing. You didn't sign my bat. Or, as a 
kid, I signed my own fucking bat. <laughs> I was oh, like, nice. fuck Al Martin. I'm going to sign my own bat. It'll well, be after, worth something after one after day. After all these stories, it has more credibility. There you go. Then, then it's gonna Al be, it's Martin. It's worth a lot more money. Yeah, so it. if you're <laughs> out there denying kids, I'm coming for you. You better sign everything. Right, and if, it's, and if it's, no, if it's like, you know, Andrew McCutcheon and there's a thousand people wanting you to sign, sign. I mean, but it's Al Martin. Yeah. You know what I mean? In Homewood. You had time. Yeah. yeah. In Homewood. You had the event that he went to in Homewood, exactly. It wasn't yeah. like he was just yeah. in a collector show. Oh, yeah. Where you and can call that, you know, well, I thought the kid was going to give it to a guy and sell it, and blah, 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 <laughs> sell it. But no, he's at this event. But anyway, crazy. I just I just had to bring up, because the, the, the Buccos, we have a colorful history of, you know, craziness. Bobby Bonilla was crazy. Bobby Bonilla had that great uh, locker room get up where he challenged a uh, reporter to fight. Make your move, bro. (laughs) Make your move. What do you want to do? The entire team of the 80s, led by Del Barra and the Parrot selling Coke, that's that's an hour and a half. We've touched on that, too. That's that's, that's intriguing of craziness, right? I mean, that's crazy. But you're right. right. Bonilla was pretty wild. When Bonilla and Bonds on that team uh, in 91, he wasn't there in 92. But when uh, was it? Ninety two was the throw, right, Hair? Okay, ninety two, the throw where Sid Bream, who Mikey, you could fucking beat him in a sprint, mm-hmm. then and now. Okay, <laughs> uh, uh, Sid Bream, and, and look, he, look, look, he had knee braces knees. on, even when he didn't have knee braces on. <laughs> he needed uh-huh. he was forced out of before. his chair. <laughs> yeah, he was like doing medic alert. Commercials, you know, I fall and I can't get up. And he, and he, and he, he might have lost the Kirk Gibson in a foot race. <laughs> uh, it was more like a trot. And he, and he, and he you know, got obviously scored the winning uh, run to beat us in the playoffs against the Braves. And Bonds makes the weakest, worst throw that I could imagine. You know, I mean, this guy's a gold glove, and he. Just played it wrong, out of position a little bit because of an argument. They say there's all kind of stories on that with Andy Van Slyke. Supposedly Van Slyke said, "Move in." He's pissed at him. He decided, "Fuck you, I'll move out because I, I know better." You know, you hear all kind of different stories on that. Bonds is one of those interesting characters. I know we touched on earlier in the show. So we want to get into this because we're getting we're getting into Harry here in a little bit, uh, telling his story about Bonds. He's one of those characters. Uh, Extremely nice stories, but a lot more extremely crazy stories uh, from his days. You know, in Arizona State, when he played Arizona State, guys, this is a guy who was hitting home runs in College World Series, 455 feet home runs, all right? He's hitting, you know, monster numbers, PlayStation numbers at Arizona State. Yeah, literally. Milwaukee passes on him for that year in the first pick, 86 or whatever, 85 or 86, whatever. That he drafted him. You know, the Giants drafted him originally and couldn't sign him over like five thousand dollars, five thousand bucks. So he wanted eighty grand, and they were offering seventy five. And he goes, "I'll enough. just go to college. <laughs> yeah. I'll just play college." You're absolutely right, John. The year before, the, the eight, probably eighty four, yeah, or whatever it was, he goes to right out of high school, drafted by the Giants. I'm sorry, it was eighty three. Yes, he went three or four years there. That's yeah, crazy. And, and he and he goes into the draft. Milwaukee passes on him. They took B.J. Surhoff. Uh, <laughs> which didn't turn not out to be that pick. bad a pick. Not a bad pick. Now, the Pirates that year do not want Bonds. They have the sixth pick. They're looking for Barry Larkin, which is, would have been a good pick, too. But Larkin, From Michigan. Yeah, so Larkin was <laughs> good. you. It's Johnny's guy. So uh, the Reds pick Larkin on four. Number four, the Pirates go, well, Larkin's gone. We'll take Barry Bonds, six. Now, think about this. This guy was putting up PlayStation numbers in Arizona State. 
But he, he had that <laughs> fucking image. Even as a kid, as being trouble, I guess, and right. I mean, it had, they said it was. Everyone knew he was kind of a dick. Why would you take yeah. him first? <laughs> that's the best way to put it. A big enough dick that you wouldn't take him first, mm-hmm. right? Uh, that's a you gotta be a pretty big dick, right? He's, yeah, he's, uh, that was. In, in Barry Bonds' defense, troubled childhood. His old man uh, was a ball player and a great ball player, but an mm-hmm. alcoholic. That team started knowing that he was an alcoholic, which is why he started going from. The Indians to the Angels to the Yankees oh, to yeah, the Cardinals ended his career yeah. with the Cubs. Beginning of his career was amazing. He's and like, I don't think like Barry the first. I don't think years. Barry got a lot of guidance uh, growing up, and that's not an excuse to treat people badly. I'm just saying that no, there's there are well, factors here. Yeah. Look at Willie Willie Mays and uh, you know Bobby. They're baseball players. It's a transient lifestyle. It's yeah. not the probably the right. most stable, even though they got millions of dollars. I mean, that's you know, you know, money can't buy everything, as you know, as we know, but. Yeah, he ends up being this sort of. But I, I have to tell you, in Pittsburgh, the, the the years he was here, I had gotten to know him a little bit from different couple events, and and he came to my shows. He came to a couple of my shows. He couldn't have been nice. My personal, mm-hmm. you know, any kind of involvement I had with him, he was really nice, and he was yeah. nice to everybody around him that, that I had seen. So it's all you know, but I know. They're credible people telling me. They're friends and people that I know, journalists telling me what he had done, you know, things he had done that you know aren't very nice. I think those aren't, aren't really good. I think those guys, when you bring it up like that, I mean, you can have a personal relationship with certain uh, people of uh, high profile and athletes, and they're going to treat you like they would treat a friend. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, when you have someone from the media that you feel like the media is always out for your head. Yeah. Or you know, there's crazed, <laughs> there's crazed fans, and you know, all kinds of different yeah, things. I, 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 I think that's probably so maybe why a little bit more. Of a... I feel like it's more. And then, of course, like groupies and stuff, he's just going to be a dick. Like I'm Barry Bonds. I, right. I, I, I can fuck anybody I want. But I mean, that's that's what it is. I, I honestly feel like maybe he wasn't a pure dick as far as. Maybe you know, I didn't get the reaction. Yeah, maybe I, I didn't get a peek behind the veil. Yeah, I mean, maybe he just treated you with a whole bunch of respect. I mean, because there's a lot of athletes that I know where people go, yo, that dude's cool as hell. But mm-hmm. I know stories from behind the scenes where I'm like, yo, he's a total dick. So there's definitely, where there's smoke, there's fire. There's oh, something yeah. going on. Yeah, there's something. Bit. But it's just, it depends on who you are to them, I guess. I, I you know, I, I got to tell you, it's he still was a great player. I mean, he really was. I hate the fact he, he took steroids. I think it was a mistake that he took steroids. I think it was an ego thing. Is he? That's what that. I think probably that's what gets him and got him in trouble as far as other people. The yeah. ego could be a a very uh, thing that makes you delusional, yeah. and crazy, and whatever. Right? Yeah, I think it's unfortunate. I mean, I because he was a Hall of Fame player without the steroids. I mean, that's been said a million times. Mm-hmm. And by doing steroids, you have now tarnished your entire. Uh, all of your accomplishments are now in question, and. Uh, it's weird. You know what I think is funny? People get so upset about steroids in baseball, but I think that steroids and HGH is a much more bigger problem in the NFL, but nobody cares nobody because cares. they want their they, they want, want their players, their players huge. huge and yeah. ripped. Mm-hmm. And no, I, yeah, I agree with you. You're we, right, Johnny, but, but they're starting to now because of the lawsuits coming back from the yeah. older guys, and they're afraid that, like, 20 years from now, these guys are going to go, you let me take it. So they're trying to crack down. As they're getting more sophisticated, they they just developed a a system to get HGH, I think, Johnny. I don't even know how foolproof that is. But the reason people are so into it um, in baseball is because you can look back at at baseball in the 
30s, 40s, 50s right. and go, man, these guys did this all naturally, we whatever. We were back then. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, time. people talk about, you know, guys using greenies and speed and all this. I but still nobody, second home. <laughs> but you can't compare Hank Aaron's 715 to Barry Bonds' 700 or 755 to Bonds' whatever he ended up with because uh, – you know, it's it's unnatural to get to age thirty seven and start, you know, putting Killing. up those numbers. Yeah. I, I agree, yeah. and and I know there's some school of thought where people say, "Well, let them all take steroids." We want to say, "No, I don't. I I don't. I I rather see the na- actually the best athletes to me, the best baseball players to me were Hank Aaron and Roberto Clemente, uh, players that were just inner all world they they didn't look Roy like Hobbs. cartoon characters they were just uh, great athletes man exciting players they it wasn't about steroids then and hey can 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 anyone argue with that i mean really yeah well it's, it's, i mean they're talented it's can apples and oranges it? exactly well yeah yeah i mean, I mean would you rather watch clemente or would you rather watch mark mcguire and so it's this thing. I mean, I'd rather watch Clement. I remember, uh, yeah, Clement, of course. I mean, he's Clement. More classy, too. The Maguire or Sosa thing started getting a little ridiculous, too, where they'd hug each other after each other. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and, and he's throwing up. Slowly walk around the bases. <laughs> I love you, Mark. Let me They're kiss They're cheering for each yeah. other. And, you Let know, me kiss his zit on your back. It's just, come I, on. Love your, yeah. I love your steroids. And now Sammy Sosa is the same color. You as know, it's classic. <laughs> you know, it's really classic. There's a guy out at the North for Sales flea market uh, who's got a booth of like baseball and and sports memorabilia, cards, yeah. posters. Uh, when you walk into his booth, and it's a great big booth, he's got a doormat that he has made a doormat with uh, a picture of Sosa and Maguire with their arm around each other. So when nice. you walk into his booth, when you walk into his booth, you wipe feet. your feet on it. Nice. It's, Turned a bad hey. investment. He stocked up on that kind of stuff <laughs> next yeah. to his Beanie Babies and realized that, you know. <laughs> I yeah. can cash in. Yeah, I got to do something else with It looks this. like he's like, oh, one minute I thought Pogs yeah. were my future. And now, and, uh, uh, <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what. Let's, let's go to Mike Wysocki. Since we're, we're all sports today in this show, man. This is a, Mike Wysocki with Twisted Sports. Well, I'd like to take the opportunity to introduce, you know, to our listeners, the people of Great Britain and Indonesia and Dravosburg, wherever you're listening to, <laughs> to the 2013 Pittsburgh Pirates. This is the team that ended the dubious world record of a 20-year losing streak. Neil Huntington, Frank Coonley, and Bob Nutting's plan finally coming to fruition. And I just hope that the play- the Pirates do get the uh, playoff tiles like the Steelers have terrible tiles. I hope they don't name them after nutting because nutting rags doesn't sound <laughs> like a very classy thing to do. I, don't, I just hope they don't call them that. But this team is magical. Back in January, I was doing stand-up at a Friday late show. It's 11 p.m. It's 15 degrees outside and snowing. There's maybe 11 people in the crowd in Pittsburgh's West End. And I was telling a joke about how the Pirates losing streak was so old that you could have sex with it. You know, I lost that one now, thank God. (laughs) But right after I tell it, this crazy old drunk man who was one of the three people enjoying the show stands up and says, it all ends this year because Roberto Clemente was number 21 and he will not allow the Pirates to disgrace him or the team and then sat back down. And for some reason, I believe that man, and that guy was right. So take a lesson from that, kids. Listen to crazy old drunk men. They know what they're talking about. So here's the team I introduce you to, the leader, really, A.J. Burnett. The Yankees are still paying his salary. They got rid of him because he was a pain in the ass to them. 
This was the turnaround. The Pirates making a trade for someone that you had heard of. AJ's a little tense. He's all mean and tattooed up. Kind of looks like the guy you might see in kicking the shit out of some dude outside a trailer park. He's a little intense, (laughs) but you got to have guys like that. Francisco Liriano. Finally, they rolled the dice on a free agent and won. Liriano signed in the offseason, fell in the bathtub, and broke his throwing arm. (laughs) Welcome to the old Pirates. Pirates signed him back at a reduced price, and he's had one of the best seasons a Pirates left-handers had in like 20 years. Garrett Cole, an overall number one pick that worked. Everything's just fallen in line. What the slightly clever nickname Cole 45 for his number. <laughs> he can throw 100 miles an hour and tell that to scouts. That's like telling a Republican you're going to war or cutting food stamps. They get a giant erection over that shit. <laughs> but Garrett Cole coming back. <laughs> Jeff Locke and Charlie Morton, we both got from the Nate McLeod tray. We talked about Locke earlier. Looks like a kid. And uh, Charlie Morton always gets hurt, but is known for his good stuff. The bullpen, Jason Grilly. I mentioned the not-so-intimidating nickname of Grilled Cheese. Like, uh-oh, here comes the sandwich. He got <laughs> the uh, Sports Illustrated jinx, was on the cover this July. The first appearance after hurts his arm and misses two, year, two months. But he's coming back. Uh, Mark Melanson got him in a trade for Joel Hanrahan, who immediately hurt himself. Haha, <laughs> finally going the other way. See how that feels. And then the fi- and the rest of the uh, Pirates Shark Tank, they have homegrown pitchers Justin Wilson, Tony Watson, and Brian Morris. They're all having great seasons. Throw in Jenmar Gomez with a stupid girl's name, like a cross between Jenny and Marie or something like that. Got him from Cleveland. And finally, Vin Mazzaro, hey, an Italian from New Jersey. Not true that he throws a grease ball. So that's the Shark Tank. And then the rest of your pirates, Sterling Marte, father of Smurling Marte. One of the stupidest names I've ever heard. But he just had a kid and he named him Smurling. He's a great talent. Neil Walker, hometown boy, solid second baseman. Probable MVP, Andrew McCutcheon. Looks like an athletic Rastafarian patrolling the center field. Great player. They didn't miss on him at all. Justin Morneau, who was an MVP, they got him over from Minnesota. You got Marlon Byrd in a trade from the Mets. He was all HGH'd up last year with lost suspended for 50 games, but who cares? Players on drugs do better. <laughs> Pedro Alvarez, the chubby kid with a good arm who might lead the league in home runs this year. Russell Martin, huge pickup. Like an angry Korean grocer in a bad neighborhood, don't steal on this guy because he'll break out his gun. (laughs) Jordy Mercer, a young, capable shortstop. And then finally the bench, you got John Buck, a big, burly backup catcher. Garrett Jones, who lost his job from the trades. Another girl girl named by the name of Gabby, Gabby Sanchez, an experienced bat. Jose Tabata. Tabata or Tabata, as I heard Greg (laughs) Brown recently say. And finally, the uh, no-hit, good glove, harmless Clint Barmas. That's the team, that and manager Clint Hurdle, that has this town going crazy. People are smiling when they go to games in September instead of just running out their season ticket plan or leaving early to see the Steelers pregame. And even the scalpers are happy, the ticket scalpers much like the managers of Kevin Costner, Gina Davis, and David Faustino haven't turned a profit since 1992. (laughs) 
are finally oh, cashing wow. in. So there's your 2013 yes. Pittsburgh Pirates. Magic indeed, just like the old drunk man said. <laughs> Mike Wysocki. Twisted Sports brought to you by Nutting Rags. <laughs> Jim Crane, no restrictions. We're going to take a quick pause for a commercial. We'll be right back with my buddy Harry Hayden. You do not want to miss this <laughs> Story real quick. October nineteenth, we're at the Improv doing our podcast live skits comedy. Be there. October nineteenth, Improv. Go to jimkren dot com for details. We'll be back in a minute. Hey everyone, I want to let you know there's another way to listen and download Jim Cren No Restrictions podcast. You can get us on SoundCloud dot com website or the SoundCloud app on Android smartphones and tablets, as well as Apple, iPhone, iPad, iPod. Go to the SoundCloud website or download the free phone app and search Jim Cran, no restrictions. It is free to register and listen. In addition, if you can do us a favor, hit the follow button to be part of our over 50,000 subscribers and have the new episodes sent right to your mobile device. No problem, no fuss, no muss. Thanks for your continued support. Spread the word about SoundCloud. Jim Cran, no restrictions on the Side Show Network. Brought to you by Star Chevrolet, Star Nissan in Greensburg. Well, we've been talking about my buddy Harry. Uh, it was nice enough to stop by and say hi and tell his story about Barry Bonds. And uh, Harry and I have known each other forever. And we're, let's say we're like brothers. And uh, we both love everything Pittsburgh. We bleed black and gold. You know, we... we depressed uh, when we're losing and up when we're winning and now the Buccos are resurging uh, we're old enough to remember 91-92 the last time we, we had a really nice seasons we did fall short and we really did blame Barry Bonds but he was our leader he was our team right he was the guy who was supposed to get us there uh, they didn't have the uh, 92 Bonilla was gone already they really have an incredible team it really was led by Bonds that 92 team and we were so fucking close that's why we got so pissed we were so he teased us he put us right there and he just fucking just took it away with with his throw so we we just all pittsburgh's like you can't fucking believe sid bream of all people scored that run we go nuts on this thing so harry uh is very very passionate uh, I, you know, I, I'm completely nuts about his sports. I mean, and everything, but I mean, Harry's Harry will go to the extremes, and I love that about Harry. That, that's what makes it fun to hang around you, Harry. And my friend Harry Hayden, welcome to the show, Harry. Thanks. It's great to be here. Uh, and you're bringing up some bad memories. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, if you remember sitting there watching that game, I mean, oh man, it still hurts. You need three outs in the ninth inning, and you're going to the World Series. I thought we had it right. Everybody thought right. we had. It. And then with Bream on second base, and I don't know if you remember, they actually – it was such a joke that the Braves earlier that season, I don't remember who the other player was, but they actually had a race to see who was the slowest player in the major leagues. Are you kidding now, Sid me? Bream was one guy, and I can't remember who the other okay. guy was, yeah. but the guy beat Bream. Oh. So Bream was actually oh documented God. as the slower, slowest player in the major it was, leagues. It was Boog Powell. Yeah, <laughs> <Steve> <laughs> Powell might have been Boog he's, Powell. He's fifty-six years old. Boog's <laughs> dad. You know I all these. You know all these inside stories and stuff. What was the story with him? Was there a story about Bonds and Vance like arguing over Absolutely, the position yeah. where to be? He, he told him story? to move up. Uh, well, do you know uh, the the pinch hitter that came up, Francisco Cabrera? Yeah, uh, obviously. <laughs> Didn't do anything before that and never right. did anything after that. Yeah, so we, we know his name well here. Right? Vance Slyke 
knew he wasn't a threat and realized that Bonds was a little deep with a runner on second base, yeah. asked him to move up. Now, I've heard Van Slyke being <laughs> quoted as Bonds flipped in the bird <laughs> and basically told him mind his own business. And uh, then uh, you remember Cabrera hit that little bleeder into left field, which uh, just seemed like it took forever to get to Bonds, <laughs> or it took Bonds forever to get to it. And uh, then he came up and uh, threw it like Frank Burns on MASH. It's funny, you know, Pittsburgh, you know, if you, uh, if you give 110%, if you give 100% in Pittsburgh, our, our athletes and stuff, you give 100%, you do things with humility, you know, and appreciation. We'll love you. We're loyal and stuff. But if you do, if you're Absolutely. a little bit crazy, you know, one way or the other and surly, if you're really, really talented and stuff, we're like, all right, that's you better fucking yeah. deliver. You better fucking deliver. <laughs> no doubt. If you're going to be below that bar, we're we're setting. If you're an person. arrogant, an arrogant, condescending millionaire, yeah. you're not going to go over well in a blue collar city. No, and, you better yeah. fucking deliver. Absolutely. So he did not deliver, and I oh. added that moment, and we uh, took it personal. And Harry, you really took it personal. <laughs> I did. I did. Tell, well, us I, the, tell us a story about the sign. I never that's liked Barry to, to begin with. <clears throat> you know, a lot of people did, but uh, I never liked him at all, and I didn't care how talented he was, and he was a fantastic talent. I think you took a person. I know you're your favorite all-time player in the world, I know. This guy's Harry Revere's Roberto Clemente. Absolutely. I got to know him for the last three years of his life, uh, 70, yeah. 71, and 72, and uh, yeah. being around greatness like that and then being around Do you think the comparisons, because people were kind of making that a little bit because he was an MVP, two, was he two times for the Buccos at that point, and uh, you know, you heard some, you know, hey, he's like the next Clemente. So the right. guys who like with, you with who, one. who love Clemente and uh, all of a sudden maybe maybe a little bit, maybe that. He was a great ball player. He had a lot of tools, but he did not have the arm. I mean, obviously. <laughs> so how, how And Clemente how, had the greatest arm ever. So. Tell us how the sign came about here. How uh, well, after Bonds left and he signed the contract with San Francisco, uh, and I think I remember how crazy that contract was at the time, and I believe it was seven years for forty nine million. That's hilarious. Which yeah, I mean, well, I now that's exactly. Kren money. Now you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, he signed it and uh, signed that contract. He came back when he came back to Three Rivers. Uh, my buddy and I, uh, R.J. Daly, we, we just we just hated him to the point where we went to Home Depot and we got a uh, a painter's tarp. It was huge. I don't know, it was like ten feet by twelve feet. And uh, we went and got uh, stencils and spray paint, and we created this huge banner, and we hung it in left field. And the banner said, Dear Barry, all the money in the world can't buy a throwing arm. Love, Sid Breen. <laughs> and, uh, and it was, it was wildly popular, everyone there. And whoever was sitting next to us, I don't, I don't know who the guys were sitting next to us, but yeah. when Bonds came out the left field, they had four hefty bags filled with play money. Yeah. And they just dumped it. Oh, and it just God. covered left field. Really? Yeah, yeah. It was it was hilarious. Did Bonds was pissed. I'm thinking. Oh, right? yeah. He was. Pissed. He read. So, you know. He read Ryan's? the sign as he's warming up with the guy in the bullpen and shaking his head. And and the sign made the sporting news and all the local papers and everything. So we got such a response from it. We used to we do it every year. So the first year it was my buddy and me, and then the, the second year there was six or eight of us. Then by the by the final year in Three Rivers. Yeah. I had 20 people. Now, with this sign. With the sign. comes in, that right. sign's up. Right. And, it's huge. It's all over. And security, he used to complain about it, so security would co confiscate it every year, so I'd, I'd make a new one. <laughs> how, long would it, how long would you have it up before they come over? Well, it would yeah, last. He usually didn't. Did make it three innings? Four? Oh, it would make longer than that. Oh, yeah? I mean, the first one made the whole game, and then after that he would complain <laughs> to the point, uh, maybe about the seventh, eighth inning, they would yeah. come up and try to tape. But, Did uh, Bonds 
you think Bonds pointed up and said, get Absolutely. that, get that Absolutely. fucking sign out of here? Absolutely. The last year in Three Rivers, there was 20 of us there. And uh, you know, at this time, there's only 8,000 people with the games because the Pirates <laughs> were terrible. So, uh, I mean, we were on them so bad that he wouldn't even come out to left field. Like when the pitcher would warm up between yeah. innings, throw his five or six warm-up pitches, yeah. he wouldn't come out to left field. He would stand at third base and talk to the umpire. Oh. <laughs> Wait, so he could hear you. Oh, absolutely. There's only 8,000 people in the game. We were in left field. The people with first base could hear him. <laughs> so you're heckling him, and he wouldn't even come out. I, I, he wouldn't even I, come out to the field. He's no, that, no, he's that. affected that much. But he would turn around and shoot us the finger. Flip us off, you f you. Shoot you, you, shoot know. you the finger a fan? Uh, oh, absolutely. And once we knew we were getting to him, it just grew know. from there. I mean, exponentially <laughs> after that. That's the biggest mistake, right? Oh, absolutely. Now you we know we know. have you. So, uh, <laughs> right. So, uh, <laughs> the, the final year in Three Rivers, uh, it was about about the eighth inning. And uh, like I said, there was 20 of us there. And no one else in left field. I mean, it was empty. And uh, the crowd that was there, the 8,000 or so. so funny. There's 20 people who fucking hate Barry Bonds left in the game. So as he, he wouldn't come out to left field anymore, he's standing at third base talking to the umpire. And uh, he went and must have complained. So they send this, uh, I don't know, maybe 17-year-old kid up in a yellow windbreaker as security. And he comes over to us, 20, 20 drunken Northsiders, and he says, uh, Hey, uh, hey, hey, excuse me. Hey, uh. You guys, uh, you all got to stop yelling, and and uh, you got to take that sign down. <laughs> so, so we look at him, went, wow, get the fucking hysterical. <laughs> okay, don't worry. Okay, all right, you're okay, kid. That's another job. Yeah. So he gets mad, and he calls on his raid his little walkie-talkie. Now you can see across. Across the outfield in Three Rivers, like twenty yellow windbreakers coming over, look like a swarm of bumblebees coming at us, you know. So, so they get over there and uh, they're telling, they're, they're trying to take the sign. So they un- right. they untie the sign. Now we're hammered. We're ready to leave anyway. You know, we we did our job. We had our fun. <laughs> you ready- already accomplished annoying bonds, right? Right. right. So you know, we're gonna leave. And uh, my buddy, Coach Ed Eddie Mosh, this was before his gastric bypass. He was pushing, I'd say, three fifty. Okay. At the time, big boy. So you've got, I'd say, ten or twelve of the security guards, the kids. That they're pulling the sign down. Now Eddie reaches over with one hand and grabs the other end of the sign. Okay, now he's he's pulling, and they're pulling it. He's pulling it back. So you got Coach Ed at three fifty on one side. You've got ten or twelve of these kids pulling on the other side, and <laughs> it, and they're sweating. I mean, and they're going back and forth, back and forth. And he's actually moving them like towards him, you know. <laughs> and, I, and I lean over and I said, That's "Ed, awesome. Ed, I said we're leaving. We're going over the Clark it's Bar over. and get a beer." Yeah. And he goes, "Oh, okay." And he lets go of the sign, and you see ten or twelve of them just scatter <laughs> over the empty seats. And I, so now the crowds get into it. The crowds cheering because they went flying over the empty seats. Fly. Yeah, right. So so. Anyway, we, we leave, and uh, we go over the Clark Bar, and I say it's about an hour, hour and a half after the game was over. Hardly anybody in there, just a couple of tables. Right. And, you know, you walk in the Clark Bar, there's a partition. Yeah. Uh, the, the bar was on one side and tables on the other, and a, maybe a three or four-foot uh, partition between. Mm-hmm. So I've got my back to the door, and my buddy's talking to me, and uh, right in the middle of a sentence, yeah. he goes, oh, my God. <laughs> I said, what, what? And I turned around, and there he is. He's standing right there, just walked into the Clark Bar. He's looking for somebody. Who? 
Barry Bonds. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so wow. as, he's, as he's scanning the room, trying he to find... He doesn't know who you are. He can't see you visually, right? Or well, this has been going are, on right? for a few years now. <laughs> so, uh, so he may have uh, he Personal, look, yeah, it's gotten pretty personal with him. <laughs> and he's actually God. been... In, he had been interviewed about it so many times. He was interviewed more about the sign, I think, than his playing. <laughs> when know, it came at, in. At that point, yeah. So. Wow, Harris. So he knows. So what were you thinking? Now you see him. You're thinking he knows who I am. Oh, I'm thinking what this happened? is it. I mean, this is this is my life's work. This is what I've been waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, moment. And uh, he he's scanning the room to find the people he's there to meet, and he sees me. Yeah. And his eyes got as big as baseballs, and he took three strides, and I'll bet you covered twenty five feet, <laughs> and got right up to toward me. you. Oh yeah, and they were uh, on me. I mean, he came right up Impressive. on me. I had my right. back against the bar, and then I, you know, I puffed my chest out. <laughs> he puffs his chest out. He puts his finger on my nose, and I remember looking up, and I'm going, "Damn, he's a little bigger than I thought he was." <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, right? He put clear. He puts his finger on my nose, and he's yeah. poking it, and he's going every year the same <laughs> dumb shit every year. <laughs> and, I said, and I said, yeah, and I'm not going anywhere either, Huckleberry. And so I think, and he did was. You wait, did you quote? Did you you called him Huckleberry. Yeah. Oh, Huckleberry Bonds. Yeah. Man. So I literally think his humongous head was about to explode and he was going to hit me. And I, I don't know who this older white guy was that, that came in with him. Reached over my buddy and grabbed him by the collar and yanked him as hard as he could and yelled at him. He said, get out of there. He said, are you out of your mind? And he's pulling him away, and I'm going, no, no. You wanted to go? Oh, Jim, oh, if he'd have hit me, they would have, they would have had to life flight me out of the Clark Park. I'd have been laying there like Richard Pryor and stir crazy. I can't feel nothing in my leg. I mean, you would have flew here in your private jet oh, just from North Hills or your, heli- your corporate helicopter yeah, today. Absolutely. I'd be living on Bonds money, man. Yeah. You would have legally changed your name to Harry Bonds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is so funny. So they took that. Well, he luckily had a friend there to get. But yeah, so he sat. He's, he just can't, I can't believe. So anyway, he went and had dinner with a friend, and I, and and we're still at the bar. And I mean, you imagine by this time we're completely obliviated. Right. So uh, as he gets up to leave, uh, I look and I see him moving, and he starts to come through the bar, and then he catches himself and he stops and he goes around that partition and he's walking out. So in my condition at the time, I'm thinking, I got to think, I, I need a, you know, I need a something smart to say here, you know, and I'm, yeah. like nothing is coming, you know, <laughs> so he, he's walking away and my buddies go, there he is. Are you going to say anything? And I just blurted out, Hey bear, and don't you know, he stops and turns and looks. And I, I said, where are you staying tonight? Sid Bream's house. <laughs> Everybody starts laughing. He takes two. He takes two steps back towards me, and the guy grabs him again. No, he came at you again. He was about to, and the guy grabs him again, and he just went ha 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 like that. And he, and he pushed the door open in the Clark Bar so hard that it went through the drywall. You what? Ooh. Yeah, the handle of the door actually the door went, went through, right, right through the drywall. That is power of Roy's. Hysterical. Yeah, hysterical. Oh God! So, wow. <laughs> but the uh, the way so it continues though, right? You had more. Oh, yeah. You still, could, I, you know, you would think maybe this this was the, the peak. Yeah. How do you top? How do you top that? Yeah. I mean, it's, oh, it's, it's, now it, it did top him letting us know that we got to him so much. I mean, <laughs> we're, we're thinking now we're moving into PNC Park, 
And, uh, you know, everything. It's tougher there to get signed. Absolutely. Uh, can't hang banners. Question. I mean, I see some people now on the rotundas, but at the time, there was, like, nowhere that you could think of to hang any banners or they wouldn't let you. <laughs> and I'm thinking, man, this is too good. I can't pass this up. What am I going to do? So I thought for a while, and I thought, I got it. I'm going to rent an airplane. One of those sky ads <laughs> things. And I, I'm thinking, like, you know, I don't know how I'm going to pay. You're rent an airplane, How much right? does that cost? I have no idea. <laughs> no idea how much it would cost or anything. So I, I go into Yellow Pages, and I, I, I look up this triple-A you know, sky ads or something like that. A guy, guy had on a little private plane up in Butler. And, right. So I called him up. And I said, yeah, I wondered how something like advertising like that would cost. And he yeah. said, well, what, what is it that you want to do? So I told him the story. Yeah. And he laughed. And he went, oh, yeah, we can do that. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably just as pissed from that. He, he said, bring through, man. He yeah. said, I'll tell you what. He said, give me 400 bucks. He said, I'll come down there in the bottom of the first inning, and I'll circle the stadium 10 times. No. I wow. said, I'll be Damn. right up with a check. <laughs> so he, he – he does. He goes four hundred bucks. Not right. bad. Good deal. Oh, absolutely. So my buddy worked in the pirate ticket office. Sean no Gartner, and bless his soul, bless his soul, passed away. But he worked in the pirate ticket office. He got me forty seats across the first row of left field <laughs> on the ble- in the bleachers. <laughs> yeah. Which I mean, it's only a six foot wall that separates you know right. us and right. us and Barry. Okay. So uh, we have forty people there at a big party, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> We're all pumped up. Did everybody up, know for this. this is coming? Oh yeah, oh yeah. The whole crew. They, they wrote an article about it on Pittsburgh.com the I night had before. Before it happened, the night before. The night before, so, and actually so. interviewed Bonds about it the day of. Okay. <laughs> the game was going to be that night, and they told him what was coming. And he goes, "They said, uh, hey, do you know that guy that you get into it every with the sign? And he, <laughs> the one you almost beat up in the clerk yeah. bar? He goes, yeah, I know. Same dumb shit every year. <laughs> Same dumb shit. And uh, they said, well, it's going to be a little different this year. And he said, uh, he, he said uh, it's got an airplane. And he said, what? <laughs> he said, an airplane? He said, what do you mean? And he said, well, instead of the banner, they've got a plane that's... <laughs> Man, I don't care. I don't, that's all dumb shit. Anyway, I don't care about that. And, uh, <laughs> that's my favorite thing. Oh, yeah. Every time he, every time he responded, he said, "I don't give a shit." Another, and he does. He's oh, absolutely. I mean, it got to him more than uh, that's what's, that's more than terrible. any. So, we're there, forty of us. You can imagine our conditions, okay. and uh, we hear it coming up. You hear the plane. <laughs> Incoming. And everybody's like nudging each other. Is that it? Is that it? Is that? Yeah. And, and like, over the top of PNC Park, you see this little plane coming. And then all of a sudden, you see a sign behind it. Barry, nice throw, Sid Bream. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, the Pirates even put it on the broadcast. Uh, there's video, I have video of that. Maybe we can even put it on the website. Yes, but, uh, you have a video. We're, we're going to get that up on jimcren.com. So check out Harry's Steve Blass video. commented on it and he said, "Wow, <laughs> that and is hysterical." He said, man. "Doesn't seem like something Sid would do." And then they started to laugh and said, "Yeah, we'll be honest with you, he didn't. <laughs> we know who did." But uh, <laughs> now Harry did the whole stadium laughing at that. Oh, everybody's pointing up in the air and laughing hysterically. Yeah. Didn't you also, Harry? Didn't you factor the cost of the plane into the tickets with I your did. friends? I did. We had forty <laughs> tickets, and at that time they were only eight dollars yeah. okay. across the front row right. of the bleachers there, and. uh I was managing a bar Castellano. I was right across the street on Federal Street at the time. Yeah. So I got everybody just – everybody threw in 20 bucks, and you got uh, your game ticket. You got your first drink at Castellano's, and the rest went to the plane. So it, it, came, to, it came down to every time the plane circled the stadium, it cost us a dollar. <laughs> uh, awesome. 
And they say a dollar doesn't buy anything. And Barry looked up. Barry looked up, and everybody's everybody's yelling and pointing up in the air. Barry looked up, and he saw the plane, and he just dropped his head into his chest and just standing shaking his head every year. Same dumb shit. I don't care. It doesn't bother me at all. You know what, Harry? You should really the next time he has one of those. He's uh, he has his court, his next court date for uh, <laughs> lying to Congress. You should show up yeah, with yeah. the banner yeah. <laughs> forever, forever. Like, oh, all the way to ninety. Because that time, at that time, I thought he would go into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Sure, and believe me, I was going you to Cooperstown. Definitely going to Cooperstown. <laughs> so if he ever gets in, well, he never will. Going right? right? Oh, I'll do it. I don't get find out where he lives. I'll go go to his house. And so if he, he gets in. He gets in the hall. You're, that's the ceremony. Oh, we'll see the song. Oh, and, and he'll people, be doing. He'll, it'll be a speech at the Hall of Fame. Same damn shit. Yeah, every year. <laughs> but uh, a lot of the people, like in our, they were doing a tattoo from Fantasy Island. They were Barry the plane, the plane, the plane, <laughs> and uh. I yelled out. I said, hey, Barry, maybe oh, on Fantasy Island, you could have thrown out Sid Breen. <laughs> <laughs> That's when he turned around and shot the finger again. So. Oh, That's awesome. Harry Hayden, man, my buddy Harry. <laughs> that was that was great, Harry. And I, you know, it's funny. I know Harry has a lot of these stories, man. And we're going to have you on from time to time. If it's all right, Harry, we could do uh, Harry, say Harry sports stories or something, right? <laughs> man, I know you got some funny ones like that uh, through the years. <laughs> So we'll definitely have you back to do that. Anytime, man. buddy. Anytime. I appreciate it. Appreciate you coming on. It was a fun show, man. I mean, let's go, Bucks. Uh, by the time you hear this, we'll know what happened. I mean, we're obviously going to be just praying that our pitching holds out. Indeed. And uh, right, guys. I mean, we're, it'll be this town will go mm-hmm. nuts if we go deep into the playoffs. Right? It'll be huge. Party oh, of the party. Party of the yeah, exactly the year. But uh, that concludes the show. Thank you to everybody at Sideshow Network, brought to you by also Star Chevrolet, Star Nissan, and Greensburg uh, Talent Network. And uh, my buddy and producer, Dave Settlemeyer, and Frank Mergia, producer, Josh Folio, Corey Gale, Wayne Weil. Uh, once again, October 19 at the Improv, we'll be doing this show live. We're going to be performing skits live and also doing the show at the Improv October 19th. Go to jimkren.com for all the details. Get your reservation. Get your tickets early. We will see you there and also we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for downloading. listening to comedy try watching it on the internet the folks behind the sideshow network have launched a new youtube channel called wait for it it's got interviews with comedians like reggie watts todd glass liza schleichinger slicing driving friends with her for 10 years one of the funniest people out there and i still have a hard time with the last name liza our very own owen benjamin that's me takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more you don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore. Because it's here. And it's funny. And I love you.
A few days ago, Brooke Tudine posted an inspirational quote on her wall that got 17 likes and three comments. Thumbs up, Brooke. Geico also wants to make a comment. In just 15 minutes, you could save hundreds of dollars on your car insurance by switching to Geico. And nothing says inspiration better than saving money. Well, except for those posters that say things like teamwork, excellence, and make it happen. Hashtag keep climbing. Hashtag savings. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance.